Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. So kill the lights, grab a cold one, and join us as we dive into this mad world we love. I'm Nick. I'm Seamus. And I'm Jamie. Like scary movies. Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? As a reminder to all listening, if you want to help us to continue growing as a podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on whichever streaming platform you use. To stay up to date with us and all of our episodes, be sure to follow all of our socials. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Fear and Beer Pod. Feel free to reach out to us. We love to interact with you all. We are second week of June. Yeah, second episode of June in this is still not an announcement episode, so we are going to continue to fill the airwaves with nonsense until we get there. Yeah, I was wrong. We didn't get an announcement today. Nope, you did not. <laughs> we no didn't. announcement on the 8th. So no. my guess from last week is still in play, which was next week mm-hmm. or in two weeks. I forget whichever one. I think Seamus picked. I said last Friday. Oh, last Friday. So, okay. so I had next sure Friday. Last Friday. Which, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, it's like those memes I posted. It's just like, well, we wake up every mm-hmm. week saying it's going to be this week because it's inevitably going to have to be this week at some point because we are getting there. Not like crazy close, but we're getting pretty close. I mean, at this point last year, we already had two house announcements. Uh-huh. Technically, we're at one this year already, but not for this actual calendar year. So, mm-hmm. So here we are. Back to our series of remake, sequel, or pass. This seems to be a fan favorite of everyone, and it's pretty fun for us to kind of dive back into some past year's events. And mm-hmm. as we progress in event years, obviously the number of houses increased. So we are going to take these in smaller increments at this point. Obviously, when we did houses, we did the first 10 years in one episode because there's only a couple houses per year. But now we're reaching to the point where these events have seven and sometimes eight events once we get a couple of years later on. So we're going to tackle 14 houses tonight and we are going to go into those, those years. This is where stuff really started to get its traction. We're going to start seeing some familiar names at this point. So it's going to be really fun to get into the point where we're going to come across houses or characters that have had sequels and have had remakes. So we're going to see if that actual story or character has anything new or fresher if we would have wanted to see a different take on that so that's what we are going to be going through tonight and while we were right in our intro let's touch on a couple things so we are still in our hhn at home month the month of june is going to be a entire catalog of various horror horror nights uh, podcasters artists doing giveaways special episodes all this kind of stuff so what we are doing is we are going to be doing a specific HHN at home episode. It's going to come out on June 30th. That's the last Friday of June. What that episode is going to be is yet to be decided because we have not gotten that far in our planning yet, but it is going to be dedicated strictly to HHN at home. And what we are also doing is we are hosting a giveaway. So if you go to our Twitter page and you go to our pinned tweet, that is describing our month-long contest. There's going to be two winners 
Each winner is going to receive a t-shirt of their choice, which is something we will talk about in just a second. But all you need to do is follow the link on that pinned tweet to the Trevor Project. Make a donation. It can be any increment, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you want. And each dollar you donate is going to be an entry into the raffle. So all you got to do is donate, screenshot it, comment it onto that tweet, and we will we will track it. We have everything going. So say you donate 20 bucks, that's 20 entries. Mm-hmm. So just this is a good chance to get a uh, get a shirt for a cheap price and help out a lot of a lot of good people in the process. Mm-hmm. So speaking of shirts, they are on sale right now. Woo. Not right now when we're recording on Thursday, but they are on sale on Friday when you are listening to this. So this mm-hmm. whole week we have been dropping our shirt designs. So just so much cool stuff. So many cool artists. We have Dead Man's Pier here for the Pier oh. shirt. We have our little uh, monster park with Wolfman and Mummy slinging some drinks. We have our Fear and Beer podcast, Jack Hellfire inspired shirt. We have our monster party with Gilman, the Mummy, Frankenstein, all oh, Frankenstein's monster, all clanging some beers on that super 90s style shirt. And we have our beloved little Chucky. So those shirts are all on sale right now on our T public page. And it just, the artists are amazing. So it's just, it was really cool to get all these shirts done. They are on sale now. So if you head over to our T public page, our shirts are on sale officially. And again, I just wanted to shout out all the artists that I, I want to say helped us do these, but they just did them for us. We, we, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have no hand in the actual artistic uh, designing. I gave them a few ideas and they ran with it. And I went to those those individuals because I, I trust all their artwork. So obviously our first one was our uh, Here for the Pier shirt. And that was done by Sterling the at uh, Cryptid, uh, Cryptid Guts. And you can check them out at Spookala this weekend. Yeah. They'll be there, I believe, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Our other shirts are our little Wolfman Mummy slinging some beers back at the park. And our Hellfire-inspired Jack-style shirt was done by our buddy Ryzen. So that's at Hail Ryzen. Been on the show before. We'll have to get him on again at some point. Our little Monster Mash 90s-style shirt was done by Brian Brain Studio. That's Brian Remillard. Does a lot of work uh, with our buddy Ryan at DOA. So a lot of cool stuff that we've seen him do before. And it was just, we, we really wanted something in that style. And then our Chucky design going up North with one of our, our horror artists from up there. That's from Burnzig. So if you follow at Burnzig, lots of cool stuff from them as well. So check out all the artists, check out all the shirts. I, I believe that T public is running a sale throughout this weekend. So you can, get our shirts at a cheaper rate just right off the rip so go check them out um they are all 35 percent off i believe for this weekend 16 dollars t-shirts i believe that runs into sunday so yeah they're live go get them (laughs) yes this was very exciting we've been we've been talking about having a lot of stuff in motion for a while and this is this is one of them so it's nice to finally get that stuff all out So before we jump into the actual meat and potatoes of this episode, let's get into some beers. I am drinking 
it's really not horror related at all, but the the can art is pretty much how I'm feeling right now about the no announcements. So this is uh, no no mames. It is tripping Money. animals brewing. It's the Mexican lager, six huh. percent um, ABV but zero IBU, and this is from Doral. So this is another local Florida beer, but this is a crisp, clean, massively refreshing Mexican lager with subtle notes of flaked corn. And the can art is a little chihuahua with his eyes half open mm-hmm. with the little shitty smirk on his face. Oh, I've had and that it's, before. I yeah, it, it, I'll, we'll try and get a picture online, but it's just the I'm it's the I'm over it eyes. And that's just how I'm feeling right now. So anybody else drinking beers? What we got tonight? I'm drinking a silver bullet. Oh, nice. <laughs> Not the silver bullet. <laughs> so I'm actually drinking. Nick picked this one up for me at a half barrel project. Also not really horror related, but I feel like with the uh, options of sours, he didn't have many to pick from. This actually sounds pretty (laughs) good. So it's actually a collab. It's from Odd Nature Brewing, which is in Cape Nettick, Maine, with also Tripping Animals Brewing, which is from Nick's one that he has, which is in Doral, as he mentioned. This is called Mamba Mentality. Okay. It's a, yeah. R.I.P. Kobe. R.I.P. Baby. I was going to say. I know, I know right? Drink. I was like, aw. But it's a sour fruited ale. It's a 5.3% ABV, and it is has raspberry and passion fruit flavor in it. And then it's got Kobe on the front with a Mamba jersey, Mamba jersey with a bunch of fruits on it. So this actually sounds pretty good. I like passion fruits. I'm excited to try this one. Rhymes with Stoby, too. And I don't know about y'all who's old and like me remembers the Stoby drinks <laughs> used to sell oh, oh, I yeah. rem- oh i remember them. the they life were- yeah mm-hmm. all right well, let's crack this bad boy open finally and pour it out and let's see what we got because we're gonna do our little one snip or one snip one sip yeah one sniff mm-hmm. one sip sounds like i've been having a lot of drinks already which is not the case <laughs> but <laughs> i'm ready for this i feel like i've been having a lot of ipas lately so this is a nice refreshing change of pace mm-hmm. it smells good it smells very i mean obviously it's gonna have that similar doseki style smell it's got a very clear look to it uh nice head and it's just it's given off just that subtle subtle lime scent which is nice so let's dive into this thing and see what this tastes like It is fresh. Um, Very similar to Dos Equis. It's not like as Corona based where Corona, I feel like has that. Maybe you're just so used to having it with the lime and it has almost that that aftertaste of lime for you. But this is it's a nice it's really crisp. It's like a tried and true Mexican lager. There's not a crazy amount that separates it from everything else, but it's. I could see this being a good session beer. You could have a, a handful of these and mm-hmm. and be all right. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess I'm up next because James has got the silver bullet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it unless, you like, wanna, unless you want to, unless you want to like aluminum and tastes <laughs> like water. But hey, you know what? Does mm-hmm. it's the job done? It's the best light beer out there. So, <laughs> well, I did already open mine, but um, definitely has more of the passion fruit forward scent than I would say raspberry. And let's try it. Hmm. 
honestly, it has more of a bitter taste. I wonder if that would be from the raspberry or the passion fruit, but it's not bad. I like it. It's not super fruity, as I usually prefer with sours, but still pretty tasty for a good old tried and true. <laughs> All right. So we got our beers done. Let's just dip our toes quickly into the speculation scuttlebutt. So not a lot of stuff out there. There's two things that I, I saw that we can kind of hit on. And one is I've been seeing the term and name Yeti being thrown around a lot on on Discord servers and on forums. Now, I don't know who started this. I believe I saw that Legacy uh, kind of put a stamp of approval on it as well. So what are your thoughts of a possible Yeti style house, whether that maybe is a like a swamp Yeti, like a Sasquatchy kind of based house? Is it? I mean, I'm curious if it ties into the the Yeti folklore. Are we just going to continue this like cryptid trend of, you know, we had Yeti and then we had Chupacabras and you know, now we get another uh, iteration in that world, I guess is one way to say it. But is this something that you would like to see? Would this be an improvement over something or some stuff that we saw on the previous map? I don't know what it's supposedly replacing, but um, is this something that kind of perks your ears up a little bit more? Not so much, honestly. I don't mean to be a hater, but just because maybe I haven't or maybe I didn't see more about it with this talking about and whatnot. I know we talked about it last week that there was still a little bit of talks about Yeti or whatever the kind of creatures and cryptids you were saying in that like folklore style. I would personally rather keep going along with that train of having like a mix of like folklore and creatures in the house versus Mm -hmm. just a distinct Yeti house just because we already had one not really not too long ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's kind of how I'm feeling about it, but didn't really hear too much about this one, honestly. What about you, Seamus? I mean, it's been three years, right, since since the first Yeti. So, I think so. Um, mm-hmm. Damn, I didn't realize it was that long already. Yeah, well, twenty eighteen. It's been a bit. Right? Yeah, that's true. COVID, so. so, yeah, so uh, 28, so 29, 30, 30 again because of the COVID yeah. year, 31. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, again, I still think everybody's just kind of throwing shit against the wall and seeing what's <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, I think that is, I think, honestly, I think a lot of these things are put out there just so somebody can say, I said it first, um, <laughs> if it happens. Guess 100 houses, then I'm going to get well, it, I mean, hopefully. If, 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 if feel, it almost feels kind of like that right now, because, I mean, mm-hmm. how many, I mean, how many different things have we heard? And then every, then you get, like, yeah. two or three people that are like, yeah, yeah, I back, this is going to happen, I back this. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, how much do you really know, or are you just saying things to make, you yeah. know, to... <laughs> had a really good guess. <laughs> yeah, and and I don't know. I feel like I'm not sure if I would be super pumped if it was Yeti again. Mm-hmm. Like I know that it's been a while, but if we're gonna do like different folklore type houses, mm-hmm. I'd rather almost I want something different. Like give me a different character, or a different right. story. Mm-hmm. Just don't do the same thing again. Like how much can you really do with a Yeti? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of did what it is mm-hmm. in that first house. Like unless they're gonna like maybe working in a different setting but i feel like is not a lot else you can do mm-hmm. but i don't know maybe that's just my opinion i know i'm not super excited about it if it's true but again i still think it, i'm gonna take it with a grain of salt because i think people are just saying anything to get <laughs> yeah a rise out of the community mm-hmm. to hear us talk about it because well, everybody's so desperate for stuff so it's like you yeah know, things just get dropped because they want you know they just want something <laughs> right. right they want to put something out there so that you know the mm-hmm. sharks can circle 
Yeah, I mean, I'd be interested in it. Uh, I really like the. I mean, I, obviously, I really love the Yeti House. Uh, yeah. Chupacabras really grew on me. I, I had a great setting, so they've done right by these cryptids. Um, I would enjoy. I think. I mean, I, I think it'll be different. I don't think it's going to be like a sequel of Yeti, but I think it's going to be similar to those characters. Like I said, we could do. You could do like a Sasquatch, uh, forest-based house, and while right. it's fairly similar, it could still be different. Um, it would be cool to do some other cryptids like, you know, Tasmanian devil or something like or mm-hmm. the Jersey devil or whatever that is. And mm-hmm. just we talked about Japanese creatures possibly being some sort of Japanese style cryptid. So uh, I do like them going down that road of continuing the cryptids. I'm just at this point, I'm not really believing much of anything. <laughs> I have right. this stuff in my head that I think is happening. And when these new things come out, I'm like, eh, I don't I don't I don't know if I buy it completely and then one last little thing our friends over at hhn 365 posted a picture today Mm -hmm. that is and this is a a sort of hollywood but we're going to tie it into orlando so this is over at the curious george tent in hollywood and it looks like the facade is sent up set up with a bunch of chucky doll packages Mm -hmm. like you're going to walk in through like a stack of packages yeah it has has them lined up and it has like a little hole that pretty much lines up to what the the good guy doll looks like Mm -hmm. and it's kind of almost what i had in in mind for just a facade in general Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm curious if that will translate over to ours as well and is that something that kind of it's fun it excites me uh chucky is not my my favorite even though he is now on a t-shirt of ours and Mm -hmm. at this event but i did really enjoy chucky season one and he is a classic so yeah you know it's 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 fine but i think that entrance is really cool especially if we're gonna Mm -hmm. go uh like really big scale so that way it is almost shrinking us in perspective but what do you guys you think we'll we'll get a similar uh facade or are we gonna differentiate ours from theirs a little bit I want to say I would hope we would get a similar facade because it looked really cool. And just how you had mentioned after watching like the seasons of Chucky and stuff like that, like that's exactly how I would picture like it to be. And then with like the different title sequences showing on the screen and stuff like that with all the different intros. Super cool. Really excited about it. Maybe it's just because it's something like finally like popping up and we're seeing stuff, even if it is for Hollywood, it's still super fun. But I would definitely like for it to be similar here. Although... I feel like Hollywood t- tends to have, I wouldn't want to say bigger facades for some houses than we do, but I do think they do to an extent because when they had the Killer Clowns house that one year, they had the really cool big circus tent facade and we unfortunately didn't get that. But then again, they might have a little more space and stuff like that. So, but yeah, this definitely got me excited. Yeah. And I think it's speculative right now that Chucky's going to be at the Fast and Furious, I think was the last time we heard it. Okay being talked about mm-hmm. which if we remember there's not much height in there correct so yeah interesting yeah uh, Seamus what do you think about this it depends I mean like you said if it's if it's in that area that location then I don't think mm-hmm. you're going to get a massive facade but I feel like it's also one of those things or one of those IPs where they don't must be required to match like it has to be the same house mm-hmm. in both parks but mm-hmm. then again I guess if, if Hollywood has more space and they can do more Mm-hmm. Then they probably would, but it depends where they put it. If they put it in Fast and the Furious, unless they put the facade outside, I, mm-hmm. yeah, right. it's probably, probably going to be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, that's that's really all I got. It seems like the the, <laughs> the servers and everyone everyone is instead of I mean, there's not much more to talk about. Something stuff hasn't got confirmed or denied at yeah. this point. So it's again, like Seamus said, it's just people throwing stuff in the air and and it's just kind of that waiting game. It, it kind of stopped of people throwing ideas and it went more towards like just guessing like, Oh, today's the day. Oh, right. it's not the day. Today's the day. Eh, it's not really the day. Mm-hmm. Today's the day. It's like, eh, no, not really. So let's move into our main segment now. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that are, for whatever reason, jumping in on part three of this series, I guess at this point mm-hmm. or part four, whatever we're at, but this is a remake sequel or past series. So we are going to go through each house at HHN 14 and 15. We're going to give a quick little description of this house. And then we are going to decide if we would rather see a remake of this house to today's standards, a sequel, something that involves that story brought again, or if we should just leave this house alone in the past. So let's start HHN 14. Mm -hmm. What's your breaking point? (laughs) So does anybody want to start? We're going to alternate house by house. Yeah, I can get started if you want. Yeah, well, okay. Particular house you want to talk about? We can kind of like line okay. it up so that like you get land on the house you want. Next for next year's ideal. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll have you kick off this one then. All right. Us. Cool. All right. So the first house we're going to be talking about is Dysentorium. So this was one of the seven houses that was featured at fourteen. Um, let's go down here to a little description. From moving walls to spinning floors, you won't be able to tell sanity from madness. Here, our stretch and reality blends. Up is last and everything bends. Front is left and back is night. Day is dark and noon is right. Um, So essentially, this is what I was just going to say. That's too long of a little description. Here's the backstory of it. So Dysentorium is a roadside attraction described as being being like bungee jumping for the mind. The attraction was designated to disorient guests and would be very similar to fun houses. However, the attraction was known for causing terrible side effects. Patrons would sometimes lose their senses and suffer from nausea. People who suffer from hallucinations and susceptibility to psychedelic stimuli were advised not to enter the attraction. One of the notable victims of this attraction was a man named John. Uh, Blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. So essentially what this seems like is that this is kind of when they started getting into the websites for like Horror Nights and stuff like that too, which they had the interactive websites back then. So apparently the first victim of this house, considerably for what the website was describing and how they kind of went along with this little thing, was John. He would write different notes on the website and upload them sort of as like his last going point. It says John's first note was at 1.30. Second note was at um, 10.30. The next one was at 1.30 a.m., all this kind of stuff. So essentially what this house seems like to me is that it kind of had a little bit of a backstory to it of, I guess, this guy John kind of going insane in there. So you're essentially walking through his version of insanity but the way it was set up from some of the pictures that it has it looks like it's more of a fun house essentially it has black and white checkered colored walls it looks like it has uh, a mirror room and stuff like that uh different neon splattered paint characters and whatnot so kind of a whirlwind on this house i feel like it doesn't really have a set like theme more so 
So what do you guys, what do you guys think? And I'm not sure if you're looking at this one on the website too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. I'm hard to explain. <laughs> I, I think that this house was sort of build mm-hmm. as more like an experience, I guess, is what they were trying to go for. That's what I was uh, thinking. Versus like an actual in-depth story. You know, obviously it was like a roadside attraction-y yeah. kind of thing. So I feel like that's something they, if they did it nowadays, they would have leaned into that and brought mm-hmm. that more to the story versus it being like you walking through, uh, you know, like a, yeah. a house of mirrors, essentially. Uh-huh. Um yeah, I don't. I, I, I think that this is fine to leave in the past. I don't yeah. think that this needs a revisit in in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form necessarily. Yeah, I should have just read this little sentence. It says the house was a roadside attraction that drove tourists mad. The most notable tourist was named John. I could have just told you guys that, but <laughs> yeah. So essentially, that's what it was. So yeah, I think I would probably leave this one too. How are you? How are you feeling about this, Seamus? I will follow your lead and say leave it in the past. Yeah. Doesn't sound super interesting to me. Doesn't Nothing really pique my interest. Yeah. 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 All right. I will jump up next. So next up, we have Hellgate Prison, Ooh. which is <laughs> something similar-ish to something we saw <laughs> last year. Um, yes. So this is essentially, I mean, That's we're so mention funny. It, very Hellblock horror-esque. Uh-huh. So this is just a notorious prison for the brutality against its inmates. It is just run by a man who is obsessed with Hellgate prison. And it is just his favorite thing. And this is a cool little fact is his, his particularly fond of his electric chair, old Smokey, which (laughs) if you, if you are familiar with, like the back of HHN lore and stuff. Old Smokey mm-hmm. is the electric chair. That is the big prop that has been used in multiple houses. This is the first house that it did appear in. So this, it appeared in Hellblock uh, horror last year, but mm-hmm. it really was on a hot streak. It, it appeared in 2004, five, six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. nine, 10, and then took a little break and came back in 13, 15, and then all the way to 22, it kind of made a re reappearance. But mm-hmm. Essentially, what this house is is you're you're walking through Hellgate Prison during riots, and essentially the guests are just kind of going on a tour of a prison that is being turned into chaos, and you're being attacked and harassed by prisoners. Now, a lot of this, a lot of like the images and stuff like that are, are very dark. It's it's your typical. It's it's the precursor for sure of Hellblock Horror. It's not the characters in there mm-hmm. as these characters are essentially just psychotic humans. These are not creatures. These are not aliens, uh, but it is set up very much in the prison sense where you're walking through a lot of uh, cages, a lot of <laughs> some of these pictures are just hilarious when this guy is just completely shirtless and has a. I know it's fun that you could start seeing some of the stuff now. Yeah, big stomach tattoos, but it's just think of a super brutal Alcatraz for Mm -hmm. just the criminally insane is essentially what this is. There's a a, a date on there of uh, October 1st, 1956, and this is when 99 inmates overpowered the guards, kidnapped (laughs) tour visitors and rioted for 30 days. And there was a radio broadcast that was sent out detailing the horrific events during these days. So it's just, it's very similar to that Shady Brook. I feel like Hellgate Prison wasn't as mm-hmm. 
infamous in HHN lore as Shady Brook, but they did remove the warden of Hellgate Prison eventually, and he was sent to the uh, state penitentiary, which was Shady Brook. So it does tie in there a little bit. So being that that's kind of what we're going for. Mm -hmm. Is this something you want to see? I mean, it's tough saying remake it because they kind of remade it. And they also, it's not necessarily a sequel, but they, they did remake it in a sense that with Hellblock horror. Mm -hmm. So what do we, what do we think on this one? I think just based on that, I'm going to say, leave it alone. Cause I mean, it is obviously kind of soon if they were going to do this again, Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if we're talking like this year, but like if we're talking mm-hmm. in a few years, maybe, but I don't, I just, I wasn't super wild by it. I know I don't, I don't take too much away from Universal on, on last year's Hellgate just because it was like a last second, hey, we need to put something together. Mm-hmm. Let's just build a house and throw some props in it. And that, and they did what they could with it. So I think for what it was, it was okay. Um, but I'm kind of over like the escaped inmates or the escaped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That whole theme is kind of like played out for me. So I'm not super like jumping at jumping at the uh, or chomping at the bit, whatever the phrase mm-hmm. is, to see this again. So I'm probably going to just leave it in the past. I'm also probably going to leave it. Like you said, the really like prison inmates kind of outbreak thing. Just not really my thing. No, I need more. I need more to the right. story. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously we're, we're doing very abbreviated uh, glances on these just mm-hmm. in, in the sake of time. But. Uh, but yeah, it's just I, I think that that uh, shtick has been been done exactly. And, and honestly, if it, if I had to hold that one up to, against Hellblock Horror, I'd probably just take Hellblock Horror based mm-hmm. on the fact that it had um, you know all the different variety versus yeah. just inmates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. I'm I'm fine with leaving that one alone yeah. as well. And I mean, preface these episodes. I mean, we've said it before. Preface the episodes like we. I know, like I haven't been to any of these, so I don't know as them as well as maybe other people do. So if it was really good and you were there, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, we're going based on what we're seeing and reading on online for most of these. Yeah, I mean, I think we're getting to we're starting into get, get into some years where Jamie probably remembers them a little bit more than we do because mm-hmm. she's been to them. But I mean, you know, at least from my perspective, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of what I'm going off of is what I'm reading, so it doesn't yeah. sound amazing. Um, so I don't know if I really want to see it because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So that means it's me, right? Move on to the yes. next one. And this one is called Horror and Wax. Um, kind of thought it was, uh, what is that movie? Um, oh, House, House of, of Wax. Wax. House of Wax. Paris Hilton. Right? Fire. Love that, it. So that was the remake. Yep. Um, the original was Vincent Price, which mm-hmm. is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Classic movie. Thought this was actually going to be based on that movie, and it's mm-hmm. not. It's 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 an original house. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh well. I hold on. I may be. I may stand corrected. So according to the page, it is actually based on the classic House of Wax house. Mm-hmm. I mean, movie from 1953. So all mm-hmm. right. So let's see what it says here. Um, it looks like it was at Sound 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 Stage 20. So it was in a sound stage. Um, so, oh, so this one was actually, it says the classic monsters themselves are all here. So, oh, your favorite is <laughs> like one. a wax museum with mm-hmm. all of the monsters in it, sculpted in resin, frozen in paraffin, perfectly mm-hmm. preserved at the very moment tragedy struck. And, but this twisted enterprise was not abandoned. Instead, it became home to a deranged menagerie of the bazaar who lure ghost guests. I said, ghost. 
hosts. Guests inside <laughs> for purposes that would become terrifyingly clear. Step inside a long forgotten wax museum filled with the terrifying lifelike exhibits. So Ooh. I don't, there's a ton of backstory here. I don't really want to read through, but yeah, they're getting real in depth now. <laughs> it seems like it's based on like, you know, a house, a wax museum and all the different monsters from universal monsters are mm-hmm. the, you know, they're, they're, they're frozen in wax. Um, I'm trying to see if there's like any, like just basic explanation as to what it was. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you enter, um, their fakes, it looks like, so you enter, you, for, you enter the first like hallway, there's fake wax statues, um, kind of like recessed into the wall. Uh, there were obviously that classic scare where like some of them were actual statues and some of them were mm-hmm. actors playing statues. So they'd boo you if they were real and you weren't sure which one was going to come out at you. So that, that, that gag always gets me. So I don't know how I would do with that particular one, <laughs> but um, seems like it, I mean, it's, it, it, it kind of just sounds like you go through various aspects of a, of a wax museum or a wax factory. Mm-hmm. So like they, you know, you see the exhibits and then, um, each I think each character, each monster kind of had their own room in a lot of ways. So they had like a Frankenstein room and a mummy section. Um, it looks like they had, you know, more just standard wax museum-y theme in a couple of this other rooms. So like you'd walk through one prop room with a bunch of like wax heads in it to decorate it. Uh, and then like scare actors would just kind of like hide behind things and jump out at you. Um, there was a dipping room. So where they prepare the wax and it looks like it kind of reveals that the museum owner was a psychopath and he was dipping people in boiling wax and making wax figures out of real people, which is mm-hmm. kind of where the movie, the movie, this is kind of where it's based on the movies. That's kind of yeah. what the, the actual uh, plot of the movie is. So that's kind of where that kind of comes into. So it's kind of based on the movie, kind of based on just, they wanted a reason to put all their monsters in a house. That's what it seemed like. Um, and then they've got a, they, they get another walkthrough on here from somebody else. Man, this they're get, they're getting pretty de- detailed here. Yeah, they? I should have taken them to read to read some of this stuff. No, <laughs> um, that's yeah. why they started doing so, these websites. Yeah, so I mean, this so they, it looks like a lot of the scare actors were like the Wolfman, Frankenstein's monster, Bride of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. Dracula, Mummy, and so forth. Uh, they had some generic melting people. Uh, the usher, it says the usher is on this. So I don't know if that means oh. like the actual usher or if like just a standard usher, but no. I would assume that the, they're talking about the real like Horror Nights usher. Hmm. So maybe yeah. he was involved in it in some way. Um, doesn't really explain much in the description of the walkthrough where he would be, but I guess that would make sense if you stick the usher in like some sort of museum. But yeah. um, either way, seems really kind of like standard, kind of boring And if I was to say. And this isn't just my monster hate coming out. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just not not wild about it. But I'll let you guys kind of like explain what you're thinking if you you'd want to see something like this come back, mm-hmm. um, or if we just want to leave it. So my thought is, it's pretty. I kind of like the idea of like a wax museum, like a building a character around the whole waxing process. Now, mm-hmm. when you use the the monsters, that's like another just addition that I don't think I would need. So what I would probably try to do is I would be okay with some sort of remake and not focusing obviously on the monsters at all. I would eliminate them from this process, but I would, I do like the whole wax museum, mm-hmm. like 
done in a malicious way where there's someone behind the scenes who's like actually waxing people or and and using them as props and like it's almost a form of torture and just building a house of wax on the murders of all these random people. I think that would be be fun. And I mean, if you really need to use some sort of uh, allure or pull into the house, maybe do this with the icons. And you could have someone who's like, you could even use like fear or something like that, where he's, you know, creating these wax sculptures of the icons and he's trying to almost lock them in into a position sort of like icons captured i guess to an extent but it's not going to be as like here's a jack room here's a director room here's a whatever it's you know a wax museum that's kind of done up to honor them i guess that'd be cool with a remake like that yeah so i actually really like this idea too and i think i'd like to see in a remake as well kind of how you were saying though i really don't feel like they need the monsters per se just because I love the whole idea of the Wax Museum. I love House of Wax, the original and the remake and stuff like that. And so I just think it would be fun to have more walking in an authentic Wax Museum and kind of like you said, seeing the behind the scenes of someone lurking, dipping the bodies in wax. I think they could just make really, make pretty cool sets as well with different um, wax people and dippings and stuff like that. And they can have kind of like the big like incinerator wax room and stuff like that and different uh exhibits of figures and whatnot so i think this could be a cool remake yeah um i'm gonna probably just respectfully disagree with the both of you um <laughs> that's okay i mean I, I i it would be cool if they did like if they wanted to bring this back and make it an actual mm-hmm. um like shot for shot like walkthrough of the original movie i'd probably be okay with it but Mm -hmm. outside of that i really don't doesn't it just doesn't sound like it wows me or doesn't really sound like it's exciting in any way um i don't know i just feel like what made this house it gave it anything was the fact that there were monsters in it like i feel if it was just like random melty wax people Mm -hmm. it would be kind of like it would be less exciting so that's kind of why i think it worked for this particular house. Mm-hmm. And at the time they really weren't doing like a universal monsters specific house. Right. I mean, they might, they might have one, but yeah, I think this was kind of the excuse to put them in something. So I don't know. I, I could be wrong. Maybe they would be able to do a pretty good job with it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I'm not, doesn't, it doesn't scream, you know, I, I have to mm-hmm. go through it if, if, if they were to do something like that. So yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, so it looks like I am up next. So next we are going to be talking about Ghost Town. And if that sounds familiar to you, we in 2016 already did get a sequel technically to this house, which was Ghost Town, The Curse of Lightning Gulch. A little bit of a spoiler there for our decisions at the end. But uh, so essentially a little bit of the description. um, Strangled by gold fever, the violent town of Lightning Gulch disappeared in a fierce thunderstorm that swallowed up the settlement and all its ill-fated souls. Today, there is no trace of the gulch, except when vicious storms rage, once again revealing all of the buildings and the tortured ghosts that lurk in its streets, saloons, and alleyways. Still desperate to protect long-lost treasure, these wretched spirits remain blinded by the lust for gold and enraged by greed. A strange electrical storm brings back the spirits of a dusty old frontier town. And then, as we've discussed previously with these other ones, these are so descriptive now with 
they are. So for a little bit of the experience, you enter the town of Lightning Gulch. You find yourself on a ranch in the town. A lone ghost cowboy stands behind a low wooden fence on your left. In front of you, there's a saloon with an old rocking chair and bones hanging under the roof. The cowboy says, welcome, idiots, to Lightning Gulch. This town is haunted. If I were you, I'd turn back around and go back where I came from. Don't touch anything here. You'll be stuck here forever like me. Um, you enter the saloon. A lady jumps out in front of you as you enter. The bartender who is wiping off the bar glares at you. He then follows you down the bar and squirts you with some air and water from a beer tap. A ghost cowboy then runs out at you from behind a piano. Um, let's see some more of these. It looks like there's a mine shaft scene where you run out of a mine shaft. There's a barn scene. There is a butcher shop scene as well. Uh, you enter the town jail. You enter or you escape from the saloon into a hallway that takes you into the town general store. Um, seeing some of the characters that they had here in some of the pictures, it actually looks really cool. It looks like an old, dilapidated, essentially, ghost town from the Western Front. It looks like the facade has the Western buildings, like you'd see with the uh, saloon, all the uh, wooden banisters and whatnot and stuff like that, and the general store. Um, some of the characters, it looks like it has, it has a bunch of pictures here, which is nice. It's a bunch of ghostly Western characters. Uh, you have some of them dressed up and like the pictures you would take at like amusement parks when they take the old time photos of you. It looks like they have a lot of description on here, but since you guys know some about the Lightning Gulch already, does this interest you in the ghost town? Sorry, I felt like I talked a lot on that one. Oh. <laughs> um... And I was trying yes. to like dim it down. Yeah, the more I was, yes. thinking, I was like, "This." I is want another. Good, I but... want another sequel. I want another sequel in the. I do too. Uh, Ghost Town series. I think. Uh, I think Western is a very fun. Yes. Uh, style to play with, especially in the haunted house. Mm-hmm. I think you can continue. I think Lightning Gulch or the Curse of Lightning Gulch was t- at HHN twenty six, so it's been a little mm-hmm. bit of time so I, I would love to to go back into a western style house i mean i'm trying to think of like the the closest thing we had i mean we had a little mm-hmm. taste of it in, in texas chainsaw but obviously that's yeah. the ip so it's not as as fun but like off the top right. of my head i think that curse of lightning gulch was the last western e that's all i can house. think of too. um but yeah no i think a, i think a sequel for this is I wouldn't say it's long overdue, but I I think it's in the next couple of years will be, and I'll that'll yeah. sort of be my next crusade of mm-hmm. of trying to wish towards fruition. Yeah, I just kept wanting to read about this one. This one sounds really fun. Yeah, um, sorry, I don't mean to like zone out. Um, I I want to see a sequel too. I don't want. I mean. I don't remember. I actually, I haven't seen. I haven't done either of them, so I've I've never done one before. So I don't really know what they look like up close. But uh, I like the idea of like a ghost western town. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of those themes that for me hasn't really worked itself uh, out, or you know, I haven't grown tired of it. I think there's a lot you can do with it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think what, I'd be kind of interesting to see what they could do with you know another go at the same story. And mm-hmm. even if it's not like the same town, you could kind of like do something where you like you do like a sister town or something mm-hmm. similar right. um, and maybe even do like go underground and start like do like a mine, 
you know the mines yep. of the western gold mines yeah. And stuff. yeah super fun mm-hmm. yeah so next up we have the house of the year of that year so that's castle vampire so this one is the castle itself is rumored to be a blood shrine of an ancient race that is long feared but of which little is known so there's a rumor or speculation that castle vampire is containing a talisman from each house of that breed obviously we are talking vampires and this was i think the first haunted house uh to focus strictly on vampires so this was all kinds of different vampires it was just their their home i guess essentially so what this was is there's there's backstories for all these houses and i think that was involved in the yeah uh the website to kind of build story towards it so now obviously these backstories are really good but they necessarily don't tie into the story 100 it just kind of gives you a feel for the setting i Mm -hmm. guess it was so We'll skip the actual backstory because it's it's essentially talking about a, a sorority sister that's pledging and has to get dropped off at the castle at midnight and nobody shows and she gets scared. She calls her friends and she enters and they, you know, there's noises and then she's not really heard of anymore. But the, the actual house itself is essentially just walking through. And of course, all I can think of is what we do in the shadows now, but <laughs> that very Victorian era gothic style house where you're coming in to a big staircase and you're coming into the dining room and then these long you know really intricate beautiful hallways there's a disco room that has <laughs> lights uh flashing and bodies are hanging in body bags um there is a nosferatu style room uh so you can so they can kind of branch into that breed of vampire um you go into the attic and there's vampires on bungees that attack you so it's we're we're really getting into that era now where the scare is evolving Mm -hmm. um and then when you're heading out you go down a staircase and there's one last vampire at the bottom of the staircase um and you kind of escape from that house so castle vampire house of the year the costuming and makeup is from the pictures i'd say dated at this point <laughs> um it looks they look okay but yeah. we're, we're in that era now where we're we're getting the good ideas we're getting some execution we're definitely getting backstory uh but we're not fully to where we are today which today is a whole different level it's essentially movie quality for makeup and and stuff like that but what do we think about castle vampire i am loving it you had me at a the disco room disco vampires <laughs> i love it i would love to see a remake or a sequel of this i don't know if it would oh, maybe this would be more suited for a sequel i would say so this did get a uh, a sort of that's what uh, I was just reading too. With Blood Masquerade, right. which was a scare zone. So it, uh-huh. it didn't get the um, the actual house. house. Mm-hmm. But there was a house, I believe, at 2007. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, Vampire Bloodbath. 
that there was. Yes. We'll probably talk about it another episode later uh-huh. on down the road. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's it's had some sequels and it's mm-hmm. had some evolution. Um, but let's I, I I won't get into the other houses and zones. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll strictly focus on just the castle mm-hmm. aspect of this. Mm-hmm. So what do we think? I would say I'd like to see a remake for it. I think this could be really fun. I love vampires. I love that whole Victorian-esque vibe that you get, kind of like you were talking about with what we do in the shadows. That's what I could think about now. <laughs> but like you said, I mean, maybe I'm thinking of what we do in the shadows too, but maybe you could see it as like a vampire club like kind of house if they ever did like a remake for it. I know it's like mm-hmm. Castle Vampire, but that could be the name of the nightclub and stuff like that. I think that'd be awesome. But more with like the deep, dark techno music and still that Victorian like feel to it and whatnot and stuff like that with all the vampires. And you could still do like the floor scene as like an homage to the original with like the body bags hanging and stuff like that. Cause all that just sounds really cool. And like you said, looking at the pictures that they have on this website and stuff like that, I feel like now with what we have nowadays with costuming and designing and stuff like that, I feel like they could just really execute it so well because it does look cool for what it was and for that time. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like it could be done a lot better now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like vampires, so I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably would want... I guess either one, either remake it or do a, mm-hmm. do a sequel. Either one would be fine for me. I, I think it sounds like an interesting story, an interesting idea. I almost was thinking you could almost combine the, um, what was this? What was the fashion show scare zone? You can combine something like that with the castle and the vampires. Yeah. That'd and like be cool maybe they're too. having like some sort of like retro horror chic mm-hmm. fashion show but it's actually mm-hmm. a bunch of vampires or the vampires come down they can attack it or destroy it or whatever and now all of the the former like models are now vampires i think that'd be kind of cool if you did something along those lines um because i like that word vampire more I than do too. Yeah. I, <laughs> what i've seen something like that in before like i've seen i don't know if it's a movie or something i've seen right. where it's more that like you said like victorian chic um mm-hmm. i'm that that's cool to me. I would rather that than like your traditional Dracula or your traditional like just right. vampires attacking a town or 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 just you know the count. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of cool. It kind of reminds me of like Blade, like if you had like a Blade style house, even though they can't do Blade, but like that idea where like you mm-hmm. have a bunch of underground vampires or yeah, underground. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, um, and they have like their own nightclub. Like you mm-hmm. were kind of, I think you were saying, exactly. Jamie, they have their own club. Yes. Um, that, I think that would be kind of cool. A lot of flashing lights and music and 80s Definitely. techno and mm-hmm. or 90s techno. That'd be kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm i not the biggest vampire person, uh, personally. I think that this was very cool. Um, I liked the aesthetic and I liked the sequels that came from it. And I know it was House of the Year, but I think I'm going to leave this. I think I'm going to leave it as is. Um, I, I think it was just such a classic story of, you know, vampire castle, if cool, fun. Um, but I'm fine with missing it personally. Um, and I know that's probably going to cause an uproar with people. This is very yeah. beloved house, but, um, I, I'm just not a big vampire person. So mm-hmm. I, I'd much rather, like we just talked about previously, like ghost town, I'd much rather have like a Western feel versus, right. uh, haunted castle with vampires so i think i'm gonna pass on vampire 
everyone is entitled to their own opinion. <laughs> even, even if they're wrong. <laughs> All right. So that moves on to the next one, our second to last house of this event. Um, and this one is apparently our friends over at Horror Night Nightmares. No, I'm just <laughs> well, it is called Horror Night's Nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, this house was based on the icons or a few of the icons um, mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, it was kind of designed around like a, a movie being filmed. Um, so naturally, the director was one of the icons that was in it. Also, we had Jack, the caretaker, and Eddie. Um, and the whole house was kind of just done up like a movie set. So uh, according to the backstory, you had one, like you walk through various scenes of the movie being filmed. Um, you know, in scene one, you would have the inside of a movie theater. So you obviously were the director, director's scene. So you would kind of go through some things like director's chairs and electrical plug-in radio and like a dolly track. So it looks like a, like a a movie set. Um, And he's kind of like the main event in that room. And then you move into another scene where you'd you'd see Jack the clown. And I think it was kind of based from according to what I'm seeing here. It's like the exterior sort of a photo booth. Um, But you had like the typical Jack the clown props, like noisemakers and blades hidden in sleeves and, clown based stuff like flowers and acid spitting flowers and other various <laughs> cool. clown based murder we- weapons um that clown murder and you <laughs> move into another scene with the interior sort of a morgue with the caretaker um pretty pretty standard fare and then finally there was the last scene with eddie schmidt um so there was like chainsaw props and other mechanical type effects um kind of based around his uh, his 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 character uh, i guess there uh, the idea is that there was like a vip tour group that was let in and there was a survivor and they were sent to shady brook so there is like a shady brook um reference in it as well um and i think some in the patient records yeah so visitors could see the contents of the box detailing the story of the horror nights Nightmares patient um so at the end of the day it seems like it's kind of like a icons yeah. right like combo house or mm-hmm. or what do you want to call it there um like a what is what is the term i'm thinking here a mashup um, house like yeah team, something like yeah, a mashup, mashup house mm-hmm. type thing uh you can tell i'm super enthusiastic about this um <laughs> just because it's like it seems like it's like we've seen this before yeah uh, yeah and 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 i'll just i'll save you the the the, the weight I, I think we can just leave this one alone i mean we've had a number of icons houses mm-hmm. I mean, we've had a few just in the last couple of years that i've been going mm-hmm. um so like if i if we're gonna get another icons house let's just do something different but yeah. it, it, it's getting harder to do different things with them because they're they've all kind of got their characters established so yes. i you know do i really want another house where i've got a caretaker in a morgue scene or jack <laughs> yeah. in a clown weird clown room scene you know what i mean so it's kind of like if it had been like five or ten years since then like i'd say yes but i yeah for sure right yes i i feel what you're feeling Mm -hmm. yeah so i don't and again if somebody wants to explain to me exactly what this house is all about and maybe i'm completely wrong on it but it just seems kind of like the same old same old when it comes to our you know to our icons so i don't know what you guys want to what you guys think Um, yeah, I think what you just said is kind of where I'm, I'm standing. Um, I think if I said remake, this is what we would get with icons captured, um, sequel. I I don't think we need a specific sequel to a house that has only a portion of the icons. 
So I, I think I'm fine with leaving this alone and letting it just kind of be where it was. And, yeah. and that's kind of that. I agree. I think we're fine just leaving it as well. Yeah. Um, All right. So right. then you're going to polish off this year for us, Jamie. I'm going to polish it off with something that uh, sounds very intriguing to me. Not so much, but <laughs> so the last house that we're going to be talking about is Deadtropolis. So this was located in the earthquake queue. Um, this actually, if it does make a little bit of difference, spoiler too, uh, there, this house would receive a sequel scare zone in 2006 titled Deadtropolis Zombie Siege. So this was the first house that Horror Nights had dedicated to the idea of a zombie apocalypse. And as you know, I'm not very, I'm not very big fan of zombies. Just a, doesn't really do it for me. Not a huge fan of zombies. So um, this was also loosely, uh, it was unofficial, but it was loosely tied into the 2004 movie Dawn of the Dead as well. So essentially what this is, um, let's see go to the description here so a little bit of the experience guests would enter near the queue would enter the queue near the entrance to earthquake blah 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 all that kind of stuff guests entered the house through a quarantine the queue videos um were messages from a news anchor this is breaking news on channel six a large portion of the metropolis area has been quarantined after the spread of a deadly virus the contaminated section being called detropolis is classified as a dead night or dead zone nine and is highly dangerous as far as we can tell the virus has not spread past the borders and we at this news station are safe and will remain safe enough to bring you constant news as the story develops um and then another tv pops up saying you unknowingly walked into deadtropolis uh outside of the maze there are tvs showing bloody gory scenes which depict zombies attacking humans and humans turning into zombies you enter the maze beneath a dead dead zone nine sign a van is parked in the garage and a zombie runs around it and reaches for you another zombie jumps out from a door in the garage and sprays you with a strong burst of air and water next you enter a bathroom scene um so essentially there's only so much so many ways that i could explain this is pretty much a zombie apocalypse house (laughs) but that's essentially pretty much what it does um i think it's supposed to be deadtropolis more so in like the streets of like uh manhattan sort of basis is what i'm thinking because it's saying that there was a part where um you were taken like into chinatown kind of area um there was another part where i was reading on here you're kind of in a couple alleyways and stuff like that hallways uh looking at the pictures it also does kind of look like it's that industrial sort of setting that you would see kind of in Manhattan construction ways and whatnot, kind of difficult to explain, but yeah, this is pretty much just a zombie apocalypse house. Yeah. Simple answer is leave it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How many zombies? I mean, what are you going to remake? Like specifically zombies Mm -hmm. in this particular city of Dropolis. Like it's basically resident (laughs) evil without being called resident evil. Yeah. 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 No, I'm good. Leave it alone. No, yeah, not a fan yeah, either. I think zombies, I'm sort of like, you know, I, I think in the past couple episodes, I said something, yes, maybe for one of the War of the Living Dead, like, because it, it had a cool, like, little subplot of like, oh, it's in a war, you know, it's it's a little different than uh-huh. zombies in a city, which is every zombie movie. So zombies in a city, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Deadtropolis can stay dead. Yeah, I have a, yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with zombies. 
because mm-hmm. like I talk shit about zombies all the time, but it, like at the same time, it's, if it's done right in the right setting, it would be great. Like I would love to see a train of Busan house. Yes, and it's specifically that. you walking through a train and there's zombies and it's claustrophobic and you can't get away. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. But yeah, another one of those just, hey, here's a big gigantic cityscape and it's a hellscape and there's zombies yeah. and they're going to eat you. Oh, yeah. no. Like that's just kind of like, eh. Yeah, I'll take fine. it or leave it. We're fine with it. Seen it before. So that wraps up our HHN 14. So let's move right along to the next year. HHN 15. This is Tales of Terror. And this is the storytellers year. Mm-hmm. This is our, our icon year. So we are again with seven houses. So I will kick us off. Uh, we can re- redo the order because I know the second one on this list is what Jamie wants to talk about. So I will. <laughs> this is my we'll first kick- year. Yep. So I will kick it off for us. And we are going to jump into the Demon Cantina, which mm-hmm. again, they, they say loosely based off of stuff. And it's like, all right. So you just wanted to kind of not pay the IP and just sort of. <laughs> take a little bit of it, but it was loosely based on Dust Till Dawn, which is mm-hmm. the 96 movie. This really doesn't have a crazy backstory. This ties a little bit into the Terra Corinthus, uh folklore, and this is supposedly in the Iron Heart or in the heart of the Iron Bone Gorge, and this is just like a biker bar mm-hmm. for her, her soldiers essentially, and they, they drink out of cups that were forged from the Terra Blades, but it's you're going from bar to bar, essentially. And th- there really is. I will, our complete description of the experience is one sentence. And it says, guests would go through various rooms of a bar occupied by various demons that inhabited Blood Thunder Alley. Um, the exterior of this house looks like a typical Mexican style cantina where it's like very clay, clay based, uh, semi cathedral looking a lot of the makeup is starting to get a little bit better and a little bit more in depth Mm -hmm. but this is really really basic as far as description of house the logo is actually pretty cool it definitely seems very late 90s early 2000s it looks like something that would be on a gamecube games Mm -hmm. cover um, but yeah, there's really not much going on with this other than we're going through essentially a Terra Corinthus biker bar. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? Because it's because it is so limited, it's it it almost is leaving you wanting more. Um, so what do you guys think? Uh, <sighs> <laughs> that's how I'm that's like huh. <laughs> You know what? I actually kind of wouldn't mind seeing a remake of something like this. Um, as long as I get like the cheesy late 90s, early 2000s logo, like and mm-hmm. call it like the Demon Cantina or something along <laughs> those lines anyways, and yeah. make it super corny. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like give me better sets and better mm-hmm. characters. Uh, I like that. I like the idea of like uh, like a demon biker bar. I think that's mm-hmm. a cool theme. We don't see too much of that. Uh, you know, we don't see too much of stuff like this. Um, and you could tie it into Terra Crentis again. I don't, I don't really care, but uh, mm-hmm. I think it'd be kind of a cool idea to kind of see a remake of this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but just just a straight up remake. Nothing, not, 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 don't change it too much. Just mm-hmm. give me the same feel. I do see that like some of the images they have like like that like vomiting animatronic the, thing that we see. Yeah. You used to always see it like the Halloween store. Yeah, which <laughs> I think his first appearance was in Deadtropolis. Mm-hmm. I think that was a, a kind of like an old smoky style prop. It just kind of yeah. kept making its way back and it just just kept coming back. That's so funny. Uh, Jamie, what do you think about this house? You know, the more I think about it, I'm just going to have to go. I was thinking maybe I could do a remake with it, but I think I might just leave it. Leave to it. be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah, I need a remake to this house. This is <laughs> so cool. So? Um, I would completely, in I'm the surprised. remake, though, I wouldn't I wouldn't even really touch on the Terra Crentis stuff. I just mm-hmm. want like a demon biker bar. Okay. Based house. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could even do it like a demon city and have mm-hmm. the bar just kind of be a part of it. But you could, you know, you could keep a demon cantina and mm-hmm. do the south of the border style, uh, some big old choppers. Mm-hmm. I think this would just, it's such a, these are the houses that I really enjoy when mm-hmm. it's like just these two ridiculous like concepts that you just mash together and, yeah. and sometimes it works. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's just outrageous enough. And that logo that it looks like a Harley Davidson logo. It's got the <laughs> big chromed out white lettering with, mm-hmm. with uh, the, you know, the, the nineties fire in the background. It's just, this sounds so fun. And it probably wasn't like a great house, mm-hmm. but I think that it could be a very, mm-hmm. I think this could be a culty house if done correctly. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, so that is Demon Cantina to kick mm-hmm. us off. So Jamie, why don't you bring us up to this this house that you've been? Oh boy, I've been waiting for this moment for three episodes. <laughs> no, okay. So the next house we're going to be talking about is the school. So I'm really excited to talk about this house because this is the first year I went to Horror Nights, and this house for me was probably one of the most memorable ones as being a terrified nine-year-old who probably shouldn't have went this young and really didn't do many of the houses, but I definitely did this one. (laughs) So a little bit of the description. Uh, The children have taken over the school. Uh, Okay, sorry. The children have taken over the school and found horrifying new ways to celebrate Halloween. That's not a Jack Leonard they're carving. The children of the collectors, the children of the mongers, and the rest of the children of Terra Crentis celebrate the season of the queen in their own very twisted manner. It's dress-up time at the school in Gordwood Forest, and mankind turn out to be their treats, tricked in the worst weird and wicked ways. So, essentially, a good way to explain this is the facade. You're walking into an old schoolhouse in the middle of the forest. It's supposed to be in the middle of the Gordwood Forest. I remember, in looking at the pictures, too, it just jogged my memory as well. There was an old swing set kind of at the facade with the swings kind of rocking back and forth. There was a lot of creepy little kid voices and stuff like that. It gave you that really children of the corn kind of vibe as well because on the screens on the outside they were playing projections of the terracrentis and the body collectors children and stuff like that essentially killing all the adults and all the others and outcasts and whatnot and stuff like that and pretty much you'd be walking through this old abandoned schoolhouse and it had a lot of different uh school children and whatnot and stuff like that not really more so creatures but the children themselves a lot of pitchforks all that kind of stuff i remember walking through a classroom you walk through kind of like a cafeteria aspect of the schoolhouse um 
there was kind of like an outside portion that you would walk through that would take you back in kind of to make that more like immersive feel of you being in a schoolhouse in the middle of the forest or whatever but um yeah essentially what it is was the abandoned schoolhouse theme and it was the kids of the body collectors and Tara Crentis and uh the mongers wreaking havoc on the patrons on halloween okay you waiting for me i oh I, whoever oh yeah oh I, okay i thought you were i thought you were still no, no i'm no, sorry on. 100 um, bring it back yeah remake. so what would you would you do a sequel or a remake for this one actually you know what now you say i would probably do a well because they had a they had the schoolhouse, right? The so scare was, uh, zone. Yeah. The scare zone. Yeah, I, give me the remake. Um, I think you could like bring it back and and kind of yeah. like revisit the same characters mm-hmm. and um do something. You could, I mean, if if we wanted to follow like the the campy theme, mm-hmm. corny theme, you could call it uh, the schoolhouse under new management and just have it like mm-hmm. just you know maybe like one of the crazy kids in in the first house or right. is like the school teacher now and. Mm-hmm. And has like kind of turned the kids on the town or whatever that it's in, and, and has taken over the town. I I don't know really how they would do it, but I again one of those ones where I haven't done it before. I wasn't mm-hmm. able to do it at the time, um, so I'd like to kind of see it myself for the first mm-hmm. time. Now, is this similar to what was in um, Carrie? Yes, with, with Carrie? welcome Carrie, to Carrie. Carrie. I did get a little segment in there, which was nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, with the Pink back. Floyd plan. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes, I would choose. So, I would choose sequel. Um. I. I. I like what they did with that one. Uh, Schoolhouse and and scary were fun. Like, like little tastes of it. But I think this. I mean, yeah. I, it, it feels like this is a property that it's only a matter of time before we get something. Inevitably, mm-hmm. you would think that we would have got it in a bigger capacity by now other right. than just a scare zone in a in a one segment of a house but mm-hmm. i'm all for bringing uh the school back as a sequel yes um, and just continue continuing the story you know you could revisit and it's mm-hmm. you know once again abandoned again so what what year was it oh four was this oh we're in five we're in oh five so mm-hmm. shit i mean we're two years away from a 10 year anniversary, <laughs> we'll so. Wait, we'll do. anniversary. <laughs> yeah so yeah or 20 yeah so it's it's been time i think this is a perfect uh sequel opportunity this is Mm -hmm. something that i feel like they probably have on the board Mm -hmm. of you know like all right well what top five things should we revisit at some point Mm -hmm. i think you know it's like you know school slaughter cinema stuff like that and they're like okay at some Mm -hmm. point if we really hit a roadblock and we we don't have an idea or something's yeah. not clicking let's just you know break break glass mm-hmm. in case of emergency mm-hmm. yeah i could only hope and pray and dream that this would ever get a sequel to the house because i think it would honestly make a great sequel not even saying that because i just really enjoyed the house so much and i have that nostalgia effect like kind of tied into it too but i think there's it would just be really cool anything with like creepy children abandoned schoolhouse all that kind of stuff is just creepy to me in general it's scary and i feel like they could do a lot with it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my that moves me to to my first house, um, which seems like a lot of these are kind of like following a similar or an overarching theme of yes. the storyteller with current. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So yeah, because I am body I'm a body collector's house, which is yeah. the first body collector's house. 
uh, which did have a sequel in 2008 called mm-hmm. Body Collectors Collections of the Past. Mm-hmm. But essentially, this is, I mean, for everybody probably already knows this, but they created their own demented country, which I think is where everything is taking place, right? Yes. Um, yeah. So in this particular house, uh, there is a, there's some sort of industrial factory um, mm-hmm. in the in the Gorewood Forest, uh, and it is processing human body parts mm-hmm. um so this seems like it's the gore house of this year or one of the gore houses this year um they obviously involve the terracrentis in some capacity uh, but deep in the gore forest is the facility of the body collectors where corpses are turned into art tools weapons and decorations mm-hmm. uh, they would store various body parts in a warehouse and would process the remains of any corpse they could get their hands on um so it sounds like a uh, fun old uh, gory mess of a mm-hmm. house and that and that's great. Um, I think what's wild about this time at this period is that like they could like basically make an original house and then just like ape things from other properties. So I guess like the bad mm-hmm. guys are kind of based off something from Buffy. Is that right? I think that's what I read. Something about how like the yes, characters they're... look like something from Buffy. I'm not a big Buffy fan. I was never a Buffy. Never watched a whole lot of Buffy, but I did read somewhere that the bad guys in this were kind of like. They were kind of like not mimicked, but like mm-hmm. inspired by a certain character in one of the episodes. Um, but not a whole lot of information on it. But to be honest with you, anything with a ton of gore uh, is is all right in my book. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of cool gags you can kind of do with something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question is, is do we want to see something like this all over again? Is there enough here that really warrants bringing it back? Yeah, so um so the characters of the gentlemen were inspired by okay. yeah. um pretty much a creature that was the same exact name called the gentleman in an episode from Buffy. Mm-hmm. Um now we've seen body collectors come back time and time again. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that that's I mean there's a reason for it. I think it's tried and true. Um I'm I'm more than okay with having another body collector sequel. Mm-hmm. I think I think remake at this point I I don't think we this is a, a thing that you need to reboot. I think you can just kind of keep twisting their story a little bit because obviously we have collections of the past and we had Streets of Blood and then we have Recollections. So it's we've had a, a fair amount of body collectors at this point. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm all on board with another sequel for this um, this saga and, and kind of continuing the story of the gentleman a little bit. And this mm-hmm. was uh, the house of the year for 05. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, Nick. Sorry. No, that's yeah. Okay, no, I was gonna say too. I even though there has been a couple sequels and different iterations of this house of body collectors, I would definitely like to see a sequel to the house because I unfortunately did not do this house as a scared child because the <laughs> outside videos that they were showing for this were absolutely. T- the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I told my dad, I was like, I'm definitely not going in this. But growing up now and seeing all the different iterations that they have had and stuff like that, unfortunately, I haven't gotten to do those either. So I would really like to be able to have that sequel done for another 
body collector's house so I could actually see it in person this time. Because the gentleman itself, even looking then at the old pictures that they have on the website and stuff like that, he is a pretty like creepy, like sinister looking character. Very creepy. And I like the whole backstory of the body collectors that they have storing body parts. And I just remember in the videos that they would kind of like the House of a Thousand Corpses intro where it has um, them working on live body parts, torturing people kind of stuff. That's ex- essentially how it was. So I really like that. It really gives it that creepiness that eeriness and i think it'd be fun to get another sequel for body collectors yeah, yeah i think again just judging based on the idea just on the yeah. fact that i haven't had a chance to do a lot of the older houses i would mm-hmm. like to see this one again um I, I mean maybe for my own just enjoyment i wouldn't mind like a remake of it but again i can understand why they would probably do another sequel to it so I, either way i'd be okay with it uh, mm-hmm. i think they are pretty i mean they that that gentleman character is kind of is an interesting looking character yeah um kind of gives me like slender man vibes just a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, yes yep and maybe like you could almost rework the story for a new generation and maybe change it up a little bit Mm -hmm. um you know and just kind of give us a little bit of a different story instead of doing the same thing Mm -hmm. um essentially but either way I, i i wouldn't mind seeing them bring this back yeah so next up is terror minds which was the one and only house ever to be put into poseidon's fury again r.i.p this this house was famously known for being the house that gave guests headlamps to use as lights through this house uh now obviously things didn't go as planned um about one in every five people got one so it was just pretty unreliable so like you would just be sometimes you'd be in gaps without really seeing completely and sometimes you would see completely but the house was super super dark um well there's conflicting things one says every 12th guest another thing said every five guests but either Mm way um the lights were kind of synced up so they would flicker they would strobe at certain points so it's kind of a fun um I feel like it's a swing and a miss. You know, it was like a fun little thing that probably was like on paper. Mm -hmm. Sounds really cool. But this was just not really what they had in mind. But this is a darkened mind shaft leading to the underworld. And this has created a first of its kind experience where you control or do you the Mm -hmm. only source of light. So this is the underground source for the Terra Corentis. So this is fueling the Terra Corentis and you're going through the actual quote-unquote terror mines um there are very funky looking alien creatures that were in this house there were uh frozen bodies there are mine shafts and it is cool though because you would go through the swirling water room and that was done up like uh, like you're going down a mine shaft mm-hmm. um uh, it does look pretty cool, but again, it, it was just a dark mining room, and I feel like they had the they had the venue of Poseidon's Fury, and they probably just were like, "All right, well, what can we put here?" Uh, you know, we have this tunnel, we have you know what looks like a dig site, we have the walls that are you know it it just I feel like they f- were f- kind of forced to put something of this theme in this house, whether it was going to work or not. Uh, they probably greatly underestimated how dark that that thing could get. In right. there. Um, 
But I remember last year talking about when we had the potential of underground creatures, uh, we talked about a possible mine-based house. So I think I think I know what I'm going to be doing with this house, but what do you all think you want to do with this this house? I almost would rather just leave this house where it is and not bring this one particularly back. I, mm-hmm. I want like a mine shaft type house. Mm-hmm. Um, but do it differently. Like, don't do the whole like, let's make it dark and give like a, like a person a helmet or whatever. Um, but I think there's a way you could do, like I kind of said earlier, mix kind of like the old Western town mm-hmm. with an old mine shaft and kind of combine the two and do mm-hmm. something like you know a haunted, like a gold mine shaft or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Although the the monster in this house looks creepy as hell, so in the dark, yeah. I mm-hmm. imagine it was pretty terrifying because that mask. <laughs> yeah psychotic and it's but, like uh, green too so it probably glow like mm-hmm. you know glows plus, pretty plus, good plus it's got the oi brav teeth which is yeah better but like it looks <laughs> oi. It, it, lo- it looks pretty been watching too much ted lasso pretty horrifying so i don't know i'm kind of torn like I, I, would i complain if they brought this back no um just because i think it is psychotic and it looks like it would be a blast mm-hmm. but at the same time i would rather maybe them do more of like a haunted mine shaft, you know, and like the, the miners have gone crazy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, th- I think that'd be more up my alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really like the immersiveness that they did with this idea. I really love the idea that they were going with the uh, little headlamps and stuff like that. I feel like nowadays they definitely just wouldn't be able to do that because people are just so ridiculous and would definitely take advantage of it and probably just destroy everything in the dark, <laughs> which is terrible to say. But I really do enjoy the theme and the theming of the underground mine shaft and stuff like that. And every time I think of mines and whatnot and stuff like that, I always think of My Bloody Valentine. So if it would be essentially how the mine shafts look like that and kind of like the setting of that with some of those characters with the masks and the pickaxe and like kind of like your classic like coal miners and stuff like that i think this would be an interesting remake to do just switch it up a little bit kind of with the characters and with the setting that they have and whatnot in the backstory to it yeah mm-hmm. i think this would be a fun remake um I'm very intrigued by the setting. So mm-hmm. I like the setting. Yeah. And I would just love to see them try to do a everyone gets a light. That would be terrible. Thing. <laughs> um, I mean, if they found a way to make it cheap enough, I mean, where it's like 3D glasses. I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, they, they do it with the glass. Obviously, the, the light would be a lot uh, pricier and mm. people would definitely screw with that and yeah. make, make it an issue, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But boy, would that be fun to oh, actually yeah. like have a, a interactive. So because this is merely fantasy, right. I'm going to say remake it. Mm-hmm. Give us the headlamps. Make <laughs> it so that everybody gets one. But now with technology, and that's the point of this this whole uh, series is mm-hmm. you could really uh, tap into stuff by making it, you know, almost GPS triggered where it's it's going off on a certain point. It's going on on a certain point. It's, it's automated into a sense. So if you could find a way and really sync that up and make that mm-hmm. another in-depth portion of the story, mm-hmm. that would be so cool. Now with remaking it, I could, I could take it or leave it if it's involved the Terra Crentis or not. I think you could, right. like Seamus said, I think this is better off as just a mine mining based house, not yeah. a mining for Terra Crentis. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm good with remaking it for sure. 
I agree. So next up, we have Where Evil Hides. So this was located in Soundstage 18. Um, Essentially, Where Evil Hides was one of um, the houses that chose to prey on common childhood fears like Thunder and the Monster in the Closet. This house would be sort of an icon house for the storyteller as it took place in her estate called the North Hollow Household. So essentially, a little bit of the description. Remember the worst fears of your imagination that lurked under the bed, in the closet, and under the stairs? They're back. Beyond Malakin Pass lie the very places in mankind's worst nightmares where night terrors are real. The places where monsters live, the skeletons are stored, and the bodies are hidden. The places in the imagination where terror plays hide-and-seek with the unforgettable, unfortunate dreamer. Uh, so let's see... It says that, sorry, I'm looking back. Okay. So a little bit of the experience for the haunted house. You would enter the house. Guests would enter a child's bedroom where they would see a terrified little girl. A monster under the bed attacks guests and guests then enter the room with a monster in the closet. Scare actors in this house also included werewolves, a vampire, a Michael Myers, (laughs) slasher or michael myers-esque slasher demons and ghouls sorry that got me so worked up at one point guests would go upstairs to the attic where the storyteller herself could be seen holding a book a man on a bed of nails also appeared according to this the order of scenes was as follows facade corridor wolf bedroom squared staircase with vampire vampire attic storyteller scene basement and the garage finale and some of the scare actors in this house were the werewolf, the woman in the nightgown, a flying vampire, Michael Myers three times, Leatherface-esque maniac, a ghoul five times, a closet monster, a couple demons, the storyteller, and a girl in pigtails. <laughs> so essentially, like I had mentioned before, this was pretty much the icon house for the storyteller-esque with how they did it but pretty much it's just praying it's a uh, playing off of childhood fears monsters under the bed monsters in the closet werewolves your typical kind of ghouls and goblins kind of thing so what are you guys thinking about this one i think i can let this one go mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's mm-hmm. it seems just like a very vague house uh where it was uh, we've done houses like that where it's like right. oh it's a fear house it's based off of mm-hmm. your fears and it's like oh god damn it mm-hmm. like just right give me something. <laughs> all your other houses like this year i got got some really in-depth and yeah. and like on the nose mm-hmm. subjects and settings and this one is just kind of all over the place so yeah yeah i i think this one is just a hodgepodge mm-hmm. of um random set pieces that they have mm-hmm. have had in the past and they're like all right well let's just give them another house because we did seven last year we gotta do seven this year right so they're still trying to get their uh mm-hmm. get their feet under them mm-hmm. what about you seamus um yeah i probably just leave this one in the past too i, I think mm-hmm. i like the idea of like preying on the fears right. of the child. I think that's a cool idea, but mm-hmm. they'd have to almost like bring it back, but do like an entirely new take on it. Like, so I don't, I don't know if that would count necessarily as remake. So, right. um, I mean, if they, if they did it again, I'd be kind of excited, but they'd have, like I said, they got to get rid of the 
the pseudo slasher characters <laughs> and just Leatherface solely on like do things that are solely like fears uh-huh. of a child, like monster under the bed, monster of the right. closet, clown, mm-hmm. you know, do various things that would scare a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, or just take things that are like pretty general general, mm-hmm. generic fears and blow them up to be like demonic fears. Right. Because as a kid, everything that's like not quite as scary as it should be is mm-hmm. terrifying. Exactly. So I think there's a lot of things you can kind of do with that, but that's mm-hmm. only the only way I think I would want it to come back. Otherwise, this as itself, I, w- I would just leave it alone. Yeah, I wouldn't mind leaving this one in the dust as well. I-, I was thinking about it to think if I remembered back if I had gone through this house and looking at the pictures, it jogged my memory. I do recall going through this house and. As a child, you think it would be scary going in through a house that would prey on the childhood fears, but I really don't think it was that memorable for me, or maybe in the sense that I just really wasn't paying attention. But I do remember the storyteller sitting in the bedroom. I remember that scene, and I remember the guy on the bed of nails looking at some of the pictures and stuff like that. But I think I'd be okay with leaving this one. Alrighty. So that brings to my next house. Which is called Cold Blind Terror. Um, sounds similar to like the Mines House, where it was like dark. Like I, th- I think, like at least from the description of this house, again, not a ton of information about it, but it says in the description that where can you turn when you find yourself in utter darkness? Who can you trust when you can't trust your own eyes? Bone chilling, cold, and blind terror numb the senses as one cannot see, one cannot hear, and one cannot escape. In and out of total darkness, mankind finds themselves shivering. In both fear and the icy cold blackness, strange sounds with the darkness, but one cannot be sure of the source. One cannot be sure what lurks behind. One cannot be sure of what lies ahead. Cannot One cannot be sure if they'll ever see light again. Um, I guess, like, much like every house in this in this event, it's based around the Terra Krennis, so a research team uh, is investigating the other side of a path known as the Meldokan Pass. According to a notebook written by one of the researchers, it was theorized that the other side, quote-unquote, was the epicenter of terror where the most basic and primeval elements of human fears coincided. The research team grabbed the necessary tools and headed off to a mountain in the North Hollow, which they dubbed CBT. All that was left was audio messages. Whether they mar their fates by the monsters of the queen is anyone's guess. But not a whole lot of information about what this is, but essentially um, there were a few scenes that impressed people. Uh, black and white patterned room with strobes and people dressed like the walls so they can kind of hide against the wall and kind of jump mm-hmm. out of you weren't expecting it um there's a solid white room with two statues in the middle obviously i'm sure one of the statues would move um big floodlights i guess like three million watt floodlights yeah. and when they went off you couldn't see because your eyes were being so used because your eyes were like trying to adjust um so it kind of seems like rather than being complete darkness as it says in the description like mm-hmm. they would do tricks to kind of like almost not like just like temporary blind you a little bit. Right. Um, I don't know if they can do that anymore. I don't know if that's like <laughs> get complaints or not. Yeah. Um, but the idea of flashing you with like 3 million watt floodlights, like <laughs> a quick second, just so you're mm-hmm. like, you're almost blinded for, for, for a moment. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a cool idea. Um, I'm just interested. I, I, it just doesn't seem there's a whole lot of story to it. That's the right. only thing. And yeah. it sounds like they may have used like the temperature change and made it uh-huh. just, really really cold so that would kind of like throw you off too um at least what it, what it sounds like again there's no real confirmation because it's not a whole lot of information on this page regarding mm-hmm. this house um 
even with like the character, like there's no scare actor list. Like there's something in here, like what are the scare actors? I think mm-hmm. a lot of them were just kind of like wearing those like full color bodysuit things. Yeah. So they kind of like hide in the darkness and you wouldn't see them. But mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Not a whole lot, of, not a whole lot to go by, but would mm-hmm. it be something you'd be interested in maybe seeing them retake or take another look at and maybe mm-hmm. give us a different idea of the same theme? It sounds a lot like what we started this episode with. It sounds like the disorientorium. Yes. Um, it, it seems like yeah. it was a house that just didn't have a story and they had ideas of like cool scares and they're like, uh, fuck it. Just throw them all in there. Cause like mm-hmm. we, it, it's not going to fit in this house. It's not going to fit in this house. So we'll just dedicate a house towards like these cool scares. So like, yeah. I feel like the scares were cool, but done without good, like story and setting and stuff yeah. like that. It was like one or the other with this year. It seems like there's cool in-depth stories and settings and mm-hmm. then there's houses with cool scares and I'm sure they like intertwined a little bit, but I think they're still trying to kind of get the grasp of things during this one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm good with leaving this one alone. It doesn't seem like there's much there for us other than uh, the creativity and scares. Mm-hmm. So I do like the thought of the complete darkness and the disorientation with the lights and flashing and whatnot and stuff like that. But then again, like you were saying, this doesn't really have much of a backstory for me. And I do like the backstory that they intertwine with the houses. So I think I'd be okay with leaving this one too. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think you guys make good points. I don't think they had much of an idea of what to do with it. So it was kind Uh of just like, let's put a whole bunch of stuff in a house and and make it work. And I think probably for the time, it probably was pretty cool. But I think mm-hmm. today, um, with the sense, with the sensibilities of everyone going today, and and how everybody's so like desensitized to things, mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's a whole lot you can do with it. Um, it seems almost like a funhouse, and I don't know. For me, I'm just not super excited to do something like that. Mm-hmm. So it, they would have to really kind of have a, come up with some cool tricks and some cool effects yeah. for me to be excited for something like this. So mm-hmm. I'm probably going to say leave this in the past as well. Yeah. All right. So our last house of the night is blood ruins, which again is tying into the whole overarching theme of this year, which is the Terra Crentis. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, however, is just seems like an afterthought of the Terra Crentis because this is just a, village that's kind of on the outskirts of the city mm-hmm. um they take up all essentially all of the scraps of of the uh terra Crentis and they they turn it into like torture devices it's run this little town is run by deranged monks <laughs> <laughs> that uh just create torture devices and the house essentially was going through different medieval like villages and buildings and each one is sort of different torture chamber-esque weaponry um you know there's a rack there's the head cruncher there is the like ancient tomb with spikes there's cages it's is a i don't want to say gory because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of like crazy blood and like in-depth like tearing of people but it's definitely a lot of torture um these characters are definitely all wounded, but it doesn't seem like too over the top. When I think gore, I think of like uh, Vikings Undead, where it's like the, you mm-hmm. know a body ripped in half. This is more just like beat up uh, medieval villagers, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, but yeah, most of them were most of these characters were 
like wearing little brown monk hoods. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I'm very curious how the monks played into this. I think they just wanted to do something medieval based and we're like, Oh, you know, this was kind of what was going on in that time in that right. area. I guess. So that's just sort of what they worked with. But what do you think about <laughs> revisiting a deranged monk plague infested medieval village that's fueled by torture? Yeah, pretty much. It looks like a torture dungeon from what I'm seeing in the, they should have just named that for the house. It looks like a, pretty much just all the different kind of torture devices like you were saying kind of plopped into one house and you would walk Mm -hmm. through and see the people getting tortured and stuff like that i don't really know how the monks like you said how they really brought them in to play a part in that so this one's really man this year was not looking too for me hyping it up so much this year was not really looking that hot so i do like i do do like this year overall i like a lot of these houses yeah Um, i guess originally this house was supposed to be voodoo based i was just gonna say Um, that it was supposed to be something else too yeah but it didn't really mesh with the whole theme blood ruins and terra crentis i mean this is where the the terra crentis kind of gets a lot of their fuel is from Mm -hmm. blood and so it it makes a little bit more sense to do it this yeah. way. But I mean, overall, the year is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, this The school kind of doesn't really fit with everything else. Yeah. It just like happens to be in that land. But mm-hmm. uh, I digress. But yeah, so Blood Ruins, what were you, mm-hmm. what were you, what are you thinking? So like I said, I do like the theming of it. And honestly, I think it can make a fun remake. Or maybe even a sequel. I don't think we've seen a sequel for this house or a scare zone kind of sequel. But I think it could be fun in the sense of maybe using different characters and having more of a backstory to it than what they already did. Because I know, like you were saying too, when we had mentioned that this was kind of switched up a little bit from originally what the theming was supposed to be. So I think maybe if they were able to focus more on the theme that they ended up sticking with that it could be a little bit cooler if they would do maybe a sequel house instead of a remake to it. Yeah. I, if you if, probably just going to tell you to leave it in the past with this one, just because yeah. I think there's not a whole lot going on. It seems mm-hmm. kind of forced. And I think they had to just find a few houses to kind of fill up the Terra Krennis, um plot line. Right. So they yeah. had to find different reasons, different reasons to kind of fit into that, into mm-hmm. that, to that story Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of what this one feels like it's just kind of there for Mm -hmm. that reason so there's not a whole lot they can do with it um yeah i i'm not a big fan of like hodgepodge houses anyways Mm -hmm. so if they they were going to bring this back they'd have to kind of like hyper focus on one aspect of it right just that one aspect Mm -hmm. yeah i'm i'm on the same boat i think that we can leave this in the past um I think it was interesting. Um, it had me intrigued. You know, it's definitely, it wasn't like a right. straight up, like, no, you know, this house is garbage, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. It, it definitely has me intrigued. But I, again, I've talked about this when we talked about the dragon house. Um, I'm not a huge medieval style, like fan. So like, you know, it's a time, it's a time piece that I, it just doesn't jive for me completely. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure people are interested in the medieval torture rack mm-hmm. dungeon monk style stuff. Uh, but for me, it, I don't really, it doesn't really do much for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that wrapped up our two years. We got through those ones pretty quick. That was pretty um, good. Yeah. Thankfully we are going to get into the era of more 
descriptions, more photos, so we can kind of have a little bit better of idea, but we do definitely want to keep it abbreviated because we don't need to do a three-hour episode talking about (laughs) 10 houses. So As much as we'd love uh, to. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, I mean, at the rate that the announcements are coming, I'm sure we will have plenty of time to fill. So Right, I was going to say, we have nothing (laughs) else to talk about right now. (laughs) Uh, So before we sign off, though, um, Horror Movie of the Week. I have one that I think I forgot to mention a couple weeks ago, and maybe I'm just Maybe I did talk about it then, but did, did I mention that we had watched Evil Dead Rise finally? No, we didn't talk about that actually. I don't remember if I did. I kind of I think, think I so. did talk about it, but maybe I, you did. I'll, I'll talk about it again. I don't care. It was good. Um, it was really good. I do wish that that, that was actually a house last year. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a great way to continue that Evil Dead story mm-hmm. while still being fresh. Um, I thought the acting in it was great. I. Yeah. I do really enjoy when a movie can successfully pull off the essentially one setting mm-hmm. um, approach to the movie. So I really did um, enjoy that aspect of it. So did anybody else watch anything in the uh, the horror realm this week? I sure did, actually. What about you, Seamus? Were you going to go ahead? I didn't want to um, take no, your spiel. I mean, I, I've watched a few things, just nothing mm-hmm. specifically horror. I think the closest thing to horror that I've watched was there's something. Ro- Wait, hold on. We need we need to talk about Kevin, or we need to speak about Kevin, or something huh. like that. Um, it's a movie from 2011 mm-hmm. with um, Ezra Miller. Is that his mm-hmm. name? Yep. Yeah, yeah. crazy one there. Um, and um, the Flash. Oh my god! And um, or you can call him. Nothing. Nothing. Perks of being a wallflower. <laughs> um, oh my god, what is her name? Um, sorry, hold on. Let me, I'm trying to remember her name. Oh, people are going to be like, it's, 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 it's this person, it's that person. I know, I know. Um, hold on, what is her name? Mm-hmm. Shit. Um, it's like, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> I will oh, I had to put, I, I, Here you go. Tilda Swinton. I had to think of it. Oh, oh yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, and then like some other, like John C. Riley's in it as well, mm-hmm. but Tilda Swinton is phenomenal, and she's probably the only reason to watch this movie. Mm. Um, I won't, I won't, I won't. Uh, I'll spare you the details. It's, it's, it's kind of a fucked up movie. It's a hard movie to watch, um, but if you are a parent, it is uh, your nightmare. You're like just walking nightmares for a yeah. parent. So um, if you're looking for something that's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time makes you think about how we treat people especially in, a, in in the in the grips of a tragedy. So it, it, it's a really good movie. She's she's really, 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 really good in it. Ezra's really good in it too. He's also mm-hmm. a psychopath, but that's besides the point. <laughs> um, but yeah, it wasn't bad. Not a, not quite a horror movie, but there are horror elements to it. And it's it's more of like a, you know, a scary mm-hmm. drama. But I don't know. Check it out if you, if you haven't. Mm-hmm. So what I watched this week, I've watched this before, but it's been a couple of years since I've actually seen it. And I loved it before and I still love it now. And it really, really holds up and it's going on its 10 year anniversary. So this is actually distributed by Universal Pictures as well. And if we were ever to get a house for this, which I don't think we will, it would be amazing. But I watched As Above, So Below this week, which is such a good movie. And I can't emphasize about how much I love this movie. So essentially what it is, is uh, the main character, Scarlett, she goes to the uh, catacombs of Paris, essentially, trying to pretty much 
finish off her dad's legacy of finding this old ancient tomb buried with the script and the stone and all this kind of stuff. And she enlists her ex-lover and then a new cameraman. And she meets this sketchy group of people living in Paris who go into catacombs in the off-limits areas and stuff like that. And essentially takes them into the gates of hell. And it's kind of culty kind of demonic all that kind of stuff if you like the whole catacombs feel and that backstory that the catacombs have and stuff like that and whatnot but this is a really really good film and it definitely still freaks me out this kind of stuff really scares me so yeah, it's I, a good I, movie. yeah I was gonna say I think you've seen this one Seamus and I think you I like it too one, yeah. yeah it's one of the one of the better found footage movies and that's what I was just um, gonna say it's found footage as well and it's actually really well done like I'm not a huge found footage. Like I'm a, again, much like zombies, found mm-hmm. footage is hit or miss for me. And mm-hmm. that was one of the better ones. Um, I like the I like the the demonic um, seance. I do too. Know, I love that. It's great. The dark, and, dark yeah. hooded figures lurking yeah. in the catacombs and stuff that like stuff, that. It's just so that creepy. Is, is creepy. It is. Um, it really especially, is. Especially, it works really well combined mm-hmm. with the found footage because it feels yeah. real yeah um it's kind of like how paranormal activity worked really well because mm-hmm. it felt somewhat real mm-hmm. um i know some of the some of the found footage stuff isn't isn't great but that's a really good one um there's yeah. a few others that are found footage that are really really good as well that mm-hmm. kind of follow that same type of thing like haunting or demonic right. haunting type thing that work mm-hmm. but yeah but that's a good one if you guys want to watch it i watched this one on tubi this week Shout out to Tubi. They got, got some let me, they got some bangers on there. Let me tell you, they got a really good selection, honestly. <laughs> All right. Well, before we wrap up for this week's episode, just a couple things to hit on again. Obviously, our shirts are live. So lots of cool designs. Really happy with all this. Really happy with the reception. I'm really glad you guys like all of the stuff that we got out there. Yeah. So head over to our Tee Public page. You can purchase them now. And then also do not forget about our new series, Shutter Sundays. Mm-hmm. It is exclusively on YouTube. So you have to go to our YouTube page to watch these. It is a quick little 10 to 15 minute episode where me and Jamie kind of do essentially an abbreviated version of killer reviews mm-hmm. each Sunday. We're going to be dropping these on there so you can actually watch us. They will not be available on our podcasting streaming services. And I just decided what we are going to be watching this week. Ooh. I think what we are going to be watching is this movie called Deadstream. Oh, I watched it. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were just I'm talking interested- about good found footage movies. <laughs> <laughs> So if you are interested in hearing about that further, come back on Sunday. Check out the YouTube page. Subscribe, like, share, uh, and all that good jazz. But until next time, this is Nick. This is Seamus. This is Jamie. Happy go buy your shirts. Happy <laughs> haunts. <laughs> <laughs>